Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 79 of the Ask the Coach Show, where we answer your table tennis questions. Today, we discuss whether people should try to hide the spin they put on the ball during the rally, how to get faster at predicting where the ball will go, some ideas for practicing your footwork effectively, and we talk about cross-training. As always, with me is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff. And uh, yeah, some interesting questions by the sounds of things there. Yes, certainly is. It's going to be another good show. Um, how have you been? Yeah, going well. Yep, woke up early this morning, got into some, you know, answering of questions, and yeah, ready to fire. Uh, your, your brain's already thinking table tennis. You're ready to, you know, give some pearls of wisdom. Absolutely, the pearls are ready. <laughs> Excellent. Well, firstly, Alice, yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day was, can Obcharov win in Qatar because the Chinese aren't playing? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is another chance here for a title for uh, for Obcharov. He's, he's certainly, um, you know, amongst the Europeans, um, one of the favourites, and uh, he's got players like Freitas to... Um, to deal with, but yeah, I he is my pick. Let's go. Ovcharov Alright, come on Ovcharov. I'd like to see Ovcharov win too. Um it's it's never easy to win a tournament, you know, but um let's uh let's follow that closely and see what happens. Alright, so the Ping Skillers question for today, Alois, is what are the critical factors for running a successful table tennis club? So get your thinking hats on again, guys. Some really deep questions lately. Let us know what your thoughts are. You can uh, leave a comment on our website. So go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, and you will find this show. And let us know what are the critical factors for running a successful table tennis club. Yeah, so um, so this one, this one here is a little bit to help out um, Steve. Steve uh, wrote to us and said, you know, he's, um, he's starting a club, he's got a few tables, he wants to make a success of it. What are some of the things that he needs to do to, um, to make it successful? You know, how many tables is he going to need? How's he, he going to promote the club? Um, those sort of things. So, um, yeah, if you can help Steve out here, that would be really useful. Yes, indeed. Um, that would be useful. We should gather all those sort of ideas, Alois, and put them maybe into a single document. Um, but let's have a think about that one. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. Alrighty. So, um, first up, Alois, let me just pick a good question for you to start with. Um, Make it good. Okay, it's it's good. Let's go with Andre's question. Thank you for the question, Andre. Andre says, I've been thinking about this for a while now. Why don't people hide their strokes like they do with their serves back in the day? I know it would be hard to master, but adding side spin slightly to a top spin ball can really make a big difference. So do you think they can put a little bit of side spin on but hide it alloys during the rally? And is this a good idea? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, with the serves, they used to be able to, and it was great. Um, but I think in the rally, it gets really difficult. You know, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to play a, a stroke here and whether I'm playing side spin, top spin, back spin, and be able to get my arm out of the way, I think. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's interesting concept, but I think you're going to compromise your stroke as well. You know, so you're not going to be able to play a, 
a full um, full stroke at the ball um, if you're trying to cover the the contact and that sort of stuff. Um, I think to a certain extent, you know, when we do play our side spin hooks and uh, fades and that sort of thing, you know, we are putting a little bit of um, side and, you know, sometimes you can put a little bit of back or a little bit more top um, on those sort of strokes. But, um, yeah, I think as far as actually hiding it, I, uh, I, I think it'll be difficult. If anyone... Yeah, can, I think, uh, yeah, I think, Alice, like you said, if you're trying to hide it with parts of your body, that is going to compromise your stroke and the benefit you get from the deception isn't going to be worth it compared to the benefit of just playing a proper stroke and getting a bit more speed and spin and consistency with your stroke. So I don't really see it happening and that's probably why people aren't doing it. The only time I've really seen it happen, Alice, is say you've been, you're back lobbing and someone does a drop shot that doesn't bounce twice on the table and it drops down quite low. I've seen people sort of try and do another lob from underneath the table where their opponent can't see it, and they might spin it one way and then put their bat up the other way to try and confuse them about which way the lob's going to spin. Yeah, so yeah, so using the table as the um, as the barrier for for the other person seeing, yeah, I've, uh, that's that's an interesting one. So I think we've got a we've got a lesson on the wobbly or the wiggly or. Um, um, that sort of stroke where you where you're underneath the table and you yeah you come up and and uh, and hit the hit the ball with one spin and try to fake the follow through so yeah you can have a look at that we'll put a link um, for you for that one yeah good idea but it's only really useful when the ball's below the table height which is not where you want to be in a rally so you're already in a desperate situation if if you need to play that wobbly shot but yeah take a look at that when we put the link up. Um, as always, you can find all the show notes at thingskills.com and click on the blog link. All right, Alois, um, let's move on to uh, Martin Ann's question, who says, when we play slowly, it's easy to know where the ball's going, so if I play with the forehand or the backhand. But when the play is quicker, it's difficult to know where the ball's going to arrive for the forehand, and we have to get ready and play the forehand, and I find it difficult as the speed increases. Do you have any suggestions to help out Martin and Alloys? Yes, yeah, so this is this is um, a, a really important one. Um, the critical thing is watching the ball. You, you've heard us say it before, but the critical thing is being able to watch the ball carefully. If you're really watching and tracking the ball all the way, you'll start to pick things up a little bit earlier. And... The feeling that you have to um, start to get attuned to is if you start to feel yourself doing this. So the ball's coming and you do that or that and you're, and you're changing your direction a lot and you feel, feel that wiggle in your body. Um, if you start to feel that wiggle, that's an indication to yourself that you're not really watching the ball uh, well enough, carefully enough and tracking the ball well um, all the way. Get, experiment with it a bit. Um, get someone to block the ball anywhere to you and see if you can um, start to feel uh, the smoothness of watching the ball. Um, as soon as you start to feel that doing, you, you sort of head one way and then come back this way and, and that way. Um, uh, remind yourself to to watch the ball, track the ball, and just see how smooth you can start to make that. 
Um, yeah, it's a really important concept, especially when you start playing in matches, because you don't know where the ball's coming, and then it's really important to be able to track the ball well. Yeah, it's a difficult... Well, it's not difficult, but it, it's, it's a little bit of a strange skill, because you have to watch the ball closely, and it's almost like you need to react automatically. So it seems kind of hard to practice, but yeah, are there any tips for practicing watching the ball closely? And then are there any tips for, you know, how to practice increasing the speed? Like, can you start off slowly and, and then work up to a faster speed? Yeah, certainly. So, um, I mean, just getting someone to block the ball to you anywhere. Um, so you play to their backhand side, they block the ball anywhere to you. You can start by getting them to do it slowly um, and then um, start to increase the speed of, uh, of the ball and, um, and perhaps also the, the direction of the ball. You know, So start with just a small area and get, then get them to, um, to spread the ball to a wider area. Uh, doing that will certainly help. Um, then there's also multi-ball. So if, if the person at the other end can't block fast enough to you to really test you out, then um, use multi-ball, um, which isn't as effective, but um, it, it can improve that, um, that reaction timing a little bit. Um, so, yeah, those, those two ways are probably the best ways to, to, to practice that. Great. All right. Well, keep working at it, Martin, and keep practicing. Focus really hard on the ball during your practice and during matches, and let us know if those tips help you out. Okay, now the next question is from DK. He says, do you have any idea how to practice footwork and connect it with the stroke? Yeah, um, this is a good one because often, you know, when we're learning our strokes, we can do them quite well, do our forehands, do our backhands. When we then start to think about doing our, uh, or moving to the ball, the stroke often breaks down, so we the stroke becomes compromised. You know, we start to start to move, and then we forget about playing our, our strokes. So, what you need to do is uh, practice some footwork drills, but footwork drills where you know where the ball's coming. So, an easy one to start with is just playing one forehand, one backhand, and get the other person to block to you uh, to the forehand corner, and then to the backhand corner. So first up, focus on your movement. So focus on making sure you're jumping across, getting balanced, jumping across, getting balanced. But once you've got the pattern of that, then you need to switch back and start to focus on your stroke as well. So now we're going to do jump across, finish at the eyebrow, jump across, finish in the mirror position, jump across, eyebrow, jump across, and proper finish with the backhand. So, so now you're starting to incorporate two things. You're starting to incorporate the movement and good technique as well. Um, take it slowly, take it in steps so that you can do both of those things um, separately, but then uh, then you can link them together as well. You can do the, the movement and the, and the hitting. And then as a progression from that, you can then get them to uh, play the ball anywhere to you, so then you need to. You don't know where the ball's coming. You move across, get your balance, play your stroke. Move across again here, get your balance, play your stroke. Next one comes to the backhand, move across, play your stroke. So just yeah, take it slowly, but always uh, go backwards and forwards between focusing on your footwork, focusing on your stroke, focus on your footwork, focus on your stroke, and, and it'll improve. You'll get the connection. Yeah, and. 
it's really amazing how once you develop that skill of being able to do the footwork and connect it with your stroke, how much your game's going to improve because you always need to move into position and play your stroke when you're playing a match. And I remember for myself when I could just, you know, do those footwork drills consistently, um, it made a big difference to my game. So it is an important step in your development. Yeah, and I think um, you know when when you do play your matches as well, is to make sure you're still focusing on um, on on your balance as well. So we had a group last night, um, and when you know doing out the footwork drills, the group as a, as a as a whole did them really well. You know they were down low, they were um, playing their 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 strokes well, they're balanced. Um, but when it got to a match situation, suddenly everyone forgot about that balance, forgot about playing your strokes correctly. So yeah, it's also then incorporating that into the match situation. Yes, it, it is tricky, isn't it? There's just something different about a match. It seems like there's more pressure, but you've got to um, try and remember that it's just the same and you've, you've got to just um, focus on the ball and play the shots like you can. Just execute. <laughs> All right. Okay, so next question is from Jake Ellis, who says, in other sports, I've benefited from cross-training, such as adding some swimming while training for track and field. Are there non-table tennis activities you recommend as part of a table tennis training program? Yeah, certainly. So, um, so I mean, weight training is great. Um, because, I mean, developing strength is uh, will help you, um, especially uh, with your legs, to be able to move fast, to be able to, um, to be stable when you're playing. Um, but then also things like running um, are good, you know, um, your aerobic ability, your aerobic capacity, um, your endurance, because often tournaments last a long time. So a tournament can last all day or, you know, um, some of the bigger championships, they last a week. So that building up that endurance is also important. Um, swimming can um, do similar things for you. Um, even other racket sports I find um, can be useful. You just start to... Um, develop uh, some big, bigger and better movement patterns, you know, like in, with, even with tennis. I mean, uh, often people talk about, oh, well, if you, if you play tennis, you're going to muck up your table tennis game. Not necessarily. So you can, you can still move, um, learn movement patterns. You can learn how to move wide. You can learn how to coordinate your body a little bit better. So, yeah, all of those, all of those things can help you. Yes. All right. Good question, Jake. Um, so yeah, try out some of those ideas and um, let us know if you've got any further questions about that. Thanks, Jake. All right. Now, um, Brock has jumped on. Thanks, Brock. Asked a couple of questions, Alois. First one is, do you know a great table tennis exercise that is very effective? Yeah, I think I think probably the same as what we were just talking about, Brock. Um, so you know, lots of different exercises that you can do um, if you're talking off table, um, and even even multi ball um, is a good um, exercise for you too. It, it anaerobically it um, it works you really hard. I mean, getting your heart rate up to 180, 190 uh, while doing while doing multi ball as well. So um, so yeah, so that's a good exercise for you. Yes, and I guess if we're talking about on-table alloys, we've got a whole series, Training Secrets, um, that talks about on-table exercises. And really, a good on-table exercise is quite dependent on your level. 
Yeah, that's right. And your level and also what you're trying to improve. So, um, yeah, in Training Secrets, we go through different drills. We also explain what each of the drills will um, will help you with. So, you know, um, a forehand, forehand footwork drill is useful for different types of um, players and what areas of the game that they will help you with as well. So, yes, yeah, so that's good. Yes, all right. Thanks for that question, Brock. And the next question from Brock Allos is, how is it going with your cube, Allos? Oh, Brock, just haven't had much time. Two layers done. Two layers in here. Got a couple of, one pattern of the top layer done, you know, in here. Just memory. Just need to keep exercising my memory. But I need a bit more time. I need some time. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Brock. Thanks, everyone else, for your questions. Um, it's been great answering them. Make sure you visit pingskills.com and check out our website. Lots of great information. All the previous Ask the Coach shows under the blog link. And if you haven't, sign up for our free newsletter. And we will see you again tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, and thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. See you, ping skillers. Have a great day. Lots of ping pong today. Indeed. See you, everyone. This is good fun, Alice. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs>